Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Loan Factory and Billy Nguyen. Uh, he has the branch of Loan Factory in the Dallas, Texas area. And uh, he and his his group of, um, of loan processors and agents are all ready and waiting and available to give you a quote on a great uh, loan to finance or refinance your home. Uh, don't hesitate to call Billy directly. His number is 469-585-4498. You can also send him a text. You can also check out our Facebook page that has all the details for Loan Factory. Uh, Facebook.com slash Loan Factory HQ is their page. Um, and just make sure that you're contacting Billy because they can get you some great rates and they're very responsive. And everybody on this podcast actually has worked with Billy and team. I, I just completed my signing of a, a refinance. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, just recently, um, because the company's in Dallas and the title company's in Dallas, they actually have a notary um, in Houston who comes to wherever you want to sign all the paperwork. So they came to my patio and we signed everything uh, in the afternoon. Nice and uh, hands-free. Wow. Yeah, COVID safe. What service? It's pretty, Stay pretty six darn feet good. apart and everything? Yeah, we were apart. We had hand sanitizer. We had, um, yeah, all sorts of good stuff. Masks on. Uh, so anyway, contact Billy, uh, get this done. Now is the best time to finance or refinance your home. The rates are at an all-time low. Once again, his phone number is 469-585-4498. And thanks again for being our sponsor, Billy, at Loan Factory. Okay, Albie, just me and you today. How's it going? I'm good, man. Um, it's Friday afternoon. There's a lot going on in the world and public health. Um, but one thing yeah. that uh, we're both excited about is the return of sports. Yeah, so I think we're um, going to get into that today. There's been a few sports already back, especially overseas. But I mean, I'm excited to get into that. Well, sports leagues don't really care, I guess, about the public health crisis um, and the craziness that's going on. I mean, we both live in Texas and it's not not really the best place to be right now, given the um, COVID and the, the spread and record highs in case counts. But we're not going to talk about about all that today. We're going to really focus more on the sports that have started, that are starting soon, what we think about it. Um, we're obviously going to talk about the NBA since that's the only thing I know about. Uh, but let's start with sports that have already started. I know we have some overseas. We have Korean baseball. We have um, soccer. Nice. Look at you. Some, yeah, man. We have some golf. We got some tennis going on. We got MMA. So give me the lowdown. What's going on with some other sports overseas or in the States and uh, what kind of safety precautions are they taking? What are the risks? Whatever you want to talk about there. Yeah, so KBO, Korean baseball, um, has been basically the the thing to watch every night. I don't know if you know this, but ESPN actually signed a TV contract with them right before the season started or right after. Uh, just because ESPN identified this opportunity that this is actually real baseball and people are going to watch it. The thing is, like these games start at maybe 1 a.m. Central, um, and then if there's a doubleheader, you may have another game at like 4:30 central so it's a uh, it's really weird hours but i would say it's it's fun to watch from a baseball perspective because there's actually a lot of ex mob players or minor leaguers that you may know of um so it's actually pretty good baseball for the most part there's i would say in, in terms of like uh the finer points of baseball so like bullpens um like really tough grounders and really tough fly balls like they're not as good as the major leagues but it's still really fun to watch. There's one team that is definitely dominating, kind of like the Astros of the MLB. They're called the NC Dinos. 
Um, yeah. And they're they're just like covering every spread every night. They're winning every night. And the cool thing is, I, I don't know if it's cool, but since these are like Korean baseball teams, their their team names are actually like Korean electronic brands. So like Samsung, LG, Kia. Um, it's actually really funny and uh, really cool to watch. Again, these these games did not have fans. There was a little controversy in the beginning of the league when, or the beginning of the season when there were no fans, but they would have like blow up dolls and they were actually inappropriate blow up dolls with inappropriate advertising on them. Uh, they've uh, got rid of that. So now um, it's, it's really just like fake cardboard people. So it's, yeah. it's funny to see, it's funny to see like these cheerleaders cheering in front of like literally cardboard. They had cardboard cutouts. Did, did did they have stuffed animals or was this something else, or did I make that up? They have stuffed animals and just like the NBA, they have huge, um, what's it called? Those mascots. Mascots, that run around yeah. All the, yeah. So it's, it's actually a really fun league. I've been, if I can't go to sleep or if my daughter wakes up in the middle of the night, I actually put on ESPN and it's <laughs> on and it's, uh, it's really cool to follow. And that's wow, baseball that's so far. You yeah. you are uh, you must be really really desperate. Um, Korean baseball league for for desperate fathers of of toddlers that they can't sleep at night. That's, uh, that's I know. Really their I know our third. Sorry, two other sons that are not here. Um, we both don't like Addison Russell, and he actually recently just signed with KBO. Just a little tidbit there. Nice. All right. What what else besides baseball? Uh, Premier League. Uh, what about stuff in the states? Yeah, so Premier League, like you said, is back. This is the second week. Um, I would say there's actually other major league soccer leagues that have been back for a while now. Bundesliga, the German league, has been back for a couple months. Um, La Liga, the Spanish league, has been La Liga and Serie A, the Italian league, are both uh, both at least three or four games in now. Um, again, these are are games and stadiums that are completely empty. They're huge stadiums, as you can imagine. Just think of like college football here in the States, so like 80,000, 100,000 person stadiums and, and it's empty. So a lot of these TV networks are actually pumping in fake crowd noise. I I personally don't love it, but it's, uh, it's funny because um, it's funny the algorithm be- behind some of these noises and reactions from these fake crowds because uh, – Sometimes they don't match up. It's like a really bad shot, but then you hear like a gasp on TV or something. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's really funny. So those are soccer leagues. Um, as far as stateside, um, the UFC has been back for five or six events. They hold a UFC every, every Saturday night and fight night. Yeah. Um, and that's been going on for at least a month. And then more recently – top rank boxing has been back and that's kind of weird because it's it's actually on tuesdays and thursday nights and uh, i don't know if anybody watches but um those sports are back it's uh it's a very interesting idea because i know we're going to get into the nba soon and you know the bubble there in orlando on disney world but basically ufc and boxing have been in bubbles and they are very stringent in terms of testing. No one can leave. No one can come in. Um, there's no family. Um, and uh, they've been making it work. I think they've only had a couple positives um, in the last month, which is kind of crazy if you consider the percentage elsewhere. Where is their bubble? I, I heard they were going to some island or something. Did they already do that? 
Yeah, so so UFC Fight Island is hasn't happened yet. I think it's only a couple weeks away. But in the meantime, the headquarters of UFC are actually in Las Vegas, um, off the Strip, and they have this kind of convention center space where it's big enough for the octagon, it's big enough for media members. Um, for the training staff, things like that. And they've been fighting in there this whole time. And then oh, wow. in terms of top-ranked boxing, I think they're fighting in the MGM Convention Center. And that's a complete bubble in and of itself as well. Got it. Oh, man. Okay, so speaking of bubbles, let's. Um, I guess it's time. Let's go to the NBA. The, I guess the biggest, the biggest league that is starting up uh, right away, I guess WNBA is also starting at the same time, baseball was just announced they're starting right around the same time too. But the NBA announced this several weeks ago. Uh, they are starting up in Orlando, Florida, um, in Disney World. It is not a bubble at all because the workers of, uh, of the Disneyland, Disney World Resort um, can go back to their families. They can go and do whatever they want. They just have to go through some testing uh, before they come to work and not as rigorous testing as we would like. So not the best bubble. Um, the NBA players do have to stay there. They're limited to a number of activities. They can't have families there until the, I think, the second round of the playoffs. Um, just recently, they tested all the players as they're preparing to head down there to training camp. Uh, it looks like mm-hmm. 16 players tested positive out of 302, uh, about a 5% rate, which is not terrible, I guess, can, compared to some of the other states that are spiking right now. Um, Albie, what do you think about the start? Like, do you, uh, I know they're taking all the precautions that they can, but given mm-hmm. just the case count recently and the yeah. risk with this virus, ha- how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Because when we first heard this news, I think it's probably over a month ago. I mean, there's been new rules and policies trickling down every day, maybe, but they were talking about this Disney World bubble for a while. And at that point, the uh, you know the the state of the pandemic was getting better. Um, the curve, if you will, was going down. The trend was getting a little more optimistic. Um, and so it, it it felt like it was a safe you know the safe play for the league to come back. Obviously, there's other ramifications from um, the civil rights or the you know civil injustice movement, police brutality movement, as well as just over health for these players and their families. But with that being said, it's been the numbers have been skyrocketing right in the last week or two, um, especially in Florida. Um, I know obviously it's really bad here in Texas, bad in Arizona, but they're they're hosting the these games, 22 teams in Orlando, Florida, and Florida is actually one of the worst states, if not the worst states, uh, throughout this whole ordeal. The one solstice is that Orlando, just that bubble right there, is actually a lot better than the the rest of the state. Um, It's still scary, though. Um, Me, selfishly, just because I've missed the NBA, I obviously want them to play just so I can have sports to watch. I'm a big LeBron fan, as you know. He's 35, so it's a very finite number of years left in his career. Um, But it's... It's a really tough call. Um, I would say the NBA, in terms of being forward-thinking and understanding science and listening to experts, are probably the most open-minded out of the four major leagues. So that is one thing that is uh, is working for them. I just uh, I just hope everyone stays safe. I think what we saw this past week in the PGA, and sorry, I'm going off in a tangent, but there were basically half a dozen 
players that withdrew from this week's tournament. And a lot of that is not because they themselves are positive with COVID-19. It could be a staff member. It could be their caddy. It could be a, you know, like a, a teammate. They just, they just withdraw, withdrew because of, you know, just wanted to be cautious, whether they have a baby on the way or other family reasons. But the one thing that the PGA commissioner said that really stuck with me is, you know, we have to all as a population learn how to live with this virus. Um, there's a fine line between being cautious and vigilant and healthy versus just living your life scared. And so he was like, we have to learn to live with it. There's going to be positive cases along the way. We just have to make sure to continue to quarantine, continue to test and continue to isolate. I think if the NBA can, um, follows that model and test even more, and, and you're right, like it's not a true bubble because the staff members at Disney World are coming in and out. But if they can really restrict that and, you know, put in more policies in place, I think I think it can happen. I don't know. What about you? You said a lot of things there, man. You got to give me you got to give a break in between or something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, going back a, a few steps. So first of all, I, I think Orange County, Florida, where Orlando is, um, has actually been doing pretty poorly recently um, over the past several oh, really? days. Yeah, so I, th- I think it wasn't that bad for a while, but it is it has surged over the past week. Uh, the positive testing rate is really high. So Florida is definitely a dangerous spot. Um, the point you made just recently about um, the PGA commissioner, actually Adam Silver just said something like that. Um, it's about 3 p.m. on Friday right now. They they were having a press conference and he. He just said something really similar about us needing to, you know, do whatever we can to stay vigilant. But we are unfortunately at a place where we kind of have to live with it and figure out how to deal with it, mm-hmm. um, which is just kind of sad. Um, and, and I, I think that as we continue on the process, um, it, it's going to be tricky because like we're talking about, people are going to get it. Um, they're going to get the virus. And the NBA has decided that they're going to keep moving on, even if there are a number of cases there's no specific number in mind if it reaches a certain number of cases, um, for example, on a on one team or a number of uh, so-called stars uh, that are mm-hmm. ha- having to sit out for whatever reasons where they would have to decide to make some changes. But I guess for you, what do you think uh, wh- what do you think this what do you think would take for them to make some sort of big change? Like how many how many big stars do you think need to be? unavailable to play or deciding not to play before we just stop the whole thing or how many teams do you think need to be affected? Yeah. I mean, so we recently just had a really big star, uh, maybe not here in America, but he is an all NBA performer, but you know, Nikola, Nikola Jokic was positive. Um, but he's, you know, all, all steam ahead. He's still going to come to the States. He's still going to go through the quarantine He's still going to play in this uh, bubble league, if you will, for the Nuggets. Um, so, I mean, yeah. the fact that I, they're moving forward with him, it's probably going to take at least one or two more superstars, I, not I named the, LeBron. If, it, if, it, if it's LeBron, then they're going to shut it down. You think so? I, I guess it's unfortunate because – or not fortunate. It's, it's fortunate that Jokic kind of – I guess it's fortunate – I, I guess it's kind of fortunate in a way for Jokic to be testing positive now versus later on in the process. I think some of the teams have come forward and said things like that, uh, that, you know, 
if some of their players are going to be contracting the virus anyway, they might as well kind of get it now versus when they're in the playoffs or in the finals where it could be, you know, more of yeah. an impact, even though we don't yeah. actually know if, if, um, if once you get the virus, you can still contract it again at some point. Um, there's still so many uncertainties with this. That's why it's so difficult, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I guess better for the Nuggets that Jokic is positive now. I guess really the question is if Jokic um, was unable to play and this was the conference finals or the conference semis or something, it seems like that's a pretty big deal. Not just if it's LeBron, but what if it's Kawhi? Uh, what if it's PG or Harden or you know a, a number of big stars? If it's Giannis in the East and he can't lead the Bucks out of the East, what do we think about that? It, it just feels like any big star on a good team sitting out just creates a, a pretty big problem for the NBA in terms of whether this is all worth it and whether they should make some changes. I fully agree. Um, with that being said, though, I think it, it would just take LeBron. I think if yeah. it's Giannis or Tatum or someone else in the East, it wouldn't be enough. But LeBron is such a such a name, such a brand yeah. in and of, his, of himself, I think. I think that would probably shut it down. Um, so just just LeBron would shut it down. What if it was Giannis, Harden, and Kawhi all together? Like literally within literally within like days of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then probably probably. I think the other thing is if they start playing, um, there's eight eight exhibition games or not exhibition, but eight ga- regular season games leading up to the playoffs. If within those first eight games, if they start to get like. I don't know, just a handful of cases on a number on several teams. I, I feel like they're just going to have to pause or stop everything because that's just like a bad sign that's going to keep spreading throughout the, the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, they're not going to have enough replacements, right? There's a finite yep. number of professional basketball players. And so they can't, yeah. it's not a, it's not a, a well that they can keep going to. So you're right. Like a team needs to be able to feel 12 or 15 or whatever that number is. Um, yep. to actually have a full team into the playoffs. And you mentioned the PGA, some players opting out. There have been some notable players that have opted out uh, of the NBA. And so let's get to that. I mean, let's let's assume everything goes as planned or at least goes as smoothly as possible. We're still going to be missing a handful of players. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is is going to be out. Um, he's with the Spurs. So I didn't know that. don't really have a shot. Da- Davis Bertans with the Wizards decided to sit out, but okay, the Wizards don't have a chance. That's a that's a bit of a stretch. The only one that I know of Ape. is Willie Cauley-Stein. <laughs> Willie Cauley-Stein for the Mavs. I mean, Avery Bradley is probably the the big one that counts for you because he's the starting shooting guard for the Lakers, uh, and the Lakers are trying to replace him with uh, with J.R. Smith. So that's that's kind of a, a terrifying um, additional person to be confined with in the bubble. J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters on the same team with Rondo and Jabal. <laughs> As a, <laughs> nice. I mean, as a LeBron fan, the the one benefit of Avery leaving, and I, I'm a big Avery fan. We're both Texas Longhorns uh, basketball fans, but I think it would give Alex Caruso more sure. more playing yeah. time, and I think that's that's a huge benefit for the Lakers. Yep. Um, but you're right. If if LeBron somehow survives these next three months with <laughs> Javale, Dion, Jr., Rondo. Dwight Howard, like Dwight, uh, yeah, yeah, just Kuz, just give him the finals Kuzma. MVP, man. Yeah, that's true. Um, but l- let's try to think about it. I mean, we have—I I don't even remember the NBA season. It's been three months, and um, some of the players, like I didn't even realize the Lakers had Deion Waiters. I, there's a lot of stuff that I don't really remember. What I do remember 
of course, is that the Lakers are the number one seed in the West uh, with the Clippers right behind them. The Bucks are the number one seed in the East with nobody that close to them. Um, so let's let's talk about the East first. Do you think the Bucks can yep. make it out of there? Or do you who do you think is their biggest threat? So they're a, they're a heavy heavy favorite right in the East. I think the team constructed is is perfectly for 2020 basketball. You have one superstar with a bunch of shooters spacing the floor out. The only thing I would say is it really just depends on if they're hitting their threes. Um, because if you are going to depend on Giannis then I'm going to take my chances on the other team. Um, I know Giannis is great, and he's most likely going to win MVP this year, Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA First Team, um, All-D First Team. Like He's basically going to sweep all the individual awards. But I haven't seen him take a team on his back offensively um, when the other guys are, you know, when, when no one's left, uh, when no one's leaving their shooters. So, um, I would take someone or another team that's a little more versatile, you know, like I hate them, but the Celtics with all their wings are very yep. interesting. Um, so, I mean, it's, I would say they're heavy favorites to answer your question, but I wouldn't be surprised just because I haven't seen it, you know, like yep. Toronto's been there and this is such a weird situation with the bubble three month layoff, but they are the only team we know that can still play it as a team can still play as, as at a high level and recently just wanted even without Kawhi, they're still one of the favorites in the east so all right so um, so let's make it i would pick, say those man. three so let's make uh, a pick. just give me toronto man give me the Ooh, team want, I, I wanted toronto too so i'm i'm with yeah. you i i'm feeling toronto i think they're deep i think that they have uh tons of experience and the layoff is probably good for some of their guys like lowry and gasol um, mm-hmm. so I, I think Toronto's the team to beat in the East. I, um, I, I fully agree with you. We haven't seen it happen with Giannis yet, even though he is likely going to be the first player since Hakeem to, uh, be MVP and defensive player of the year. Um, only player besides Hakeem and Jordan ever do it, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, but I, I just, I, I don't trust in him in the, in the playoffs into the finals. So I'll go with Toronto in the East as well. Going into the West, uh, obviously the Lakers, like I mentioned, are the number one seed, and the Clippers are next. Uh, but the Nuggets are, aren't that far behind, and then you got some different sleepers like uh, like the Jazz and the Rockets, etc. Uh, who? What, what do you think about the West? So outside of the two LA teams, who I think are, are really big favorites, I actually don't like Denver in a playoff series. They may win one or two, especially against inferior teams, but... Um, I know this was like a mantra for basically for basically the beginning of the NBA until the Warriors were were created. But jump shooting teams just don't really do oh. it for me. Like you, you still have to have guys that can get to the line and guys that can dominate the, the interior. Um, and I know LeBron is more exterior and Kawhi is a little more perimeter, but they can still get to the basket at any time. And outside of Jokic, there's really no one else on Denver. And so they're actually one of my teams that probably, in my opinion, would get upset. Same with Utah without, uh, what's his name? Bogdan. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, those two teams. I, I mean, the most interesting is probably your team, right? Before, no, before this quarantine, I, I, don't, I don't care about <laughs> before care the about quarantine. It. They, Mock they isn't went, here, man. We're not talking about it. They went small ball. Rocco is the, the center. Um, it's very, very unconventional, but that could, 
potentially work. You never know, especially in this weird, no. weird situation. No, we know. We know it's not going to work. Uh, I didn't realize I had uh, uh, Charles Barkley on the call, though, hating on the three-point shooters. Wow. Sorry, man. Jump shooting teams. No, I'm I would, I, I'm with you, though. I, I don't trust in the Nuggets more because I, I don't feel like they have the player that can take them over the top. I mean, we mentioned it with Giannis. We haven't seen it before. We obviously haven't seen it with the Nuggets either. And even though they do have somebody like uh, like Jokic on their team, they, they definitely don't have enough options or any guy who's really going to step it up in the end of the game. All the other teams that we've talked about, like they, they're going to have somebody who can do it. Although I don't really know who would do it on the Raptors either. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they're they're live and die with Jamal Murray, whether he's hot or not, and you just never know. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I'm with you, though. I think it's Lakers or Clippers. I don't think any other team has, has that great of a shot. Um, I don't know which one it's going to be. I think it might come down to health and whoever is still on the team once, uh, once it's all said and done. But um, that's all I have about the NBA. Do you want to uh, – do you have anything else there, or can we move on real quick? I would say – Maybe it's a little homerish of me, but I think Dallas is a sneaky pick to win okay. one or two series. Um, so if if you actually look at the numbers, when Luca and KP are both playing and starting and healthy, they're actually a, a 55 plus win team. Obviously, both have been hurt for extended period, periods of time throughout the season, but it's three months now. They're both healthy. They're both in good shape. Um, if they can kind of, if they can stay healthy and click these next couple months, you just, you just never know. They could potentially be the third best team in the conference. Uh, I mean, they do have the third best, uh, point differential in the conference, which is pretty impressive. Um, I did not yeah. know that. Um, I, I think they are definitely a good team. I would not be surprised if they did win a round. However, right now they're in the seventh seed. They would be facing the Clippers. So I can't yeah. really see that happening, but yeah, if they can make it yeah. If they can get to the fifth or sixth seed, then definitely a possibility. They're only a game or two out, out of that anyway. Um, so, yeah, th- there's somebody to look out for. I, I don't necessarily see it happening this year for them, but it's a good sign for your future. You're absolutely right. It's all going to be matchups that first first round especially. And if there's seven, there's no way. All right. Well, before we wrap it up, let's talk about one of our friends, um, another of our friends, that has been our sponsor for a while. Uh, one of your golf buddies, Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance. Uh, they've been sponsoring us from the start, and they are one of our favorite sponsors. Uh, make sure to give D. Shaw a call or a text to get a quote on home life or auto insurance. He's one of the best guys we know. His number is 214-729-6462. Hopefully you won't catch him on the golf course. Um, maybe maybe he'll just pick up, right? He's, he's that dedicated. Uh, but mention Six Pennies Podcast, and you'll get a great discount from Farmers Insurance. Uh, there's all sorts of discounts for occupations that you may have, uh, as well as the condition of your house or your roof. Um, so once again, give D Shaw a shout out. His number is 214-729-6462. You can also check out his Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Derek Shaw insurance. And you can find that on our Facebook page as well. So let's wrap this up with other leagues. So the MLB is also going to be coming up. Um, there's only going to be 60 games. Do you feel like that's enough for an MLB season that's normally 162 games? It's very, very strange. There's going to be one or two teams that are supposed to be really bad, right, going into 2020. But they're going to, like, randomly get hot for a month and somehow make the playoffs and somehow win a series or two. Yep. That's just how it's going to be. I'm, I- I'm very intrigued with the awards right because you know you have mvp you have 
Cy Young and all these all these awards like are you gonna give someone a Cy Young for starting like eight games like it's it's so weird to think about um, sure, yeah. but yeah but I mean if it's if it's even playing field for everyone I guess I guess it'll work out yeah what about you point. are you are you interested to to watch your Astros I mean they are they are still a very very good team and they're looking for kind of like a revenge season from last year um yeah, it's a good point on the awards. I didn't really think of that. I, I just saw an article, um, I think on The Ringer or something, talking about uh, teams last season and in previous seasons that started out way uh, after 60 games that were not close in the hunt, and then they made the playoffs. I think the Nationals were under 500 after 60 games last year, and they won the World Series. Yep. So yep. there's all sorts of randomness that's going to happen. In terms of the Astros, I am still conflicted on the Astros. Um after all the stuff that went down from the science stealing scandal to just the organizational stuff, um, it's a it's a pretty tricky uh, situation, I think, as as a casual Astros fan or or not the most hardcore uh, baseball fan. So I'm not sure yet. I think as things start picking up and things start going, um, I'll probably be a, a big fan again. Uh, but right now, it's it's uh, it's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean. Try, try to visualize, I mean, you're a big NBA guy, but try to visualize a season that's like 25, 30 games, and you're picking all NBA teams, defensive teams, rookie of the year, rookie teams, MVP. Like, it's it's so weird, right, to have sure basically a, a third of a third or two, two-fifths of your season um, and yeah. trying to make, like, the best best awards. Yeah, I mean, thinking of awards, that, that part is definitely weird. I mean, if the season is just that short, that's just, you got to deal with it, right? Like NBA lockouts happening with, happened with 50 games or 66 games before. Um, obviously, this is way less in terms of percentage of a season. But I, I think in terms of if, if the Rockets or, you know, any team that I really liked besides that, if there was another team that had all these different scandal things that had been happening or, or things that I'm not sure about supporting, um, I don't know how it would feel uh, when it came down to it. And it, it helps a bit that there's more coming out in terms of the, I guess, the Yankees or other teams that may have had uh, sign-stealing schemes of their own. But I don't know. I, I'm pretty conflicted on the Astros and uh, don't tell Mock, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's let's wrap it up with um, the – the big, the big kahuna, the, the sport that matters the most in this country, and that's football. Um, that's, I guess, supposed to come back in, in August and September, both college football and the NFL. I have no idea yeah. how that's possible. I think there's been some talk about covering up some of the rows uh, at the front of the stadium, not that that really does anything. The big problem you have is thousands of people outside tailgating for hours before the event, and then obviously a super crowded stadium. What do you think about football, and do you think it's going to be back? Well, there's definitely not going to be any tailgating because there's not going to be any fans. I, I fully believe is, that. Is it confirmed that there's not going to be fans, or it's you don't think that there will be it's, by then? It's not conf- it's not confirmed, but okay. Yeah, the the latter. I don't believe there's going to be any. Um, and even if they did fa- have fans, it would be like you're right. Like they would close out the first and second sections and ba- basically only have like the the upper deck open. And it's like every five seats or something. So maybe like 5,000 people max. Um, but football has Man, tickets happen. would be so expensive, huh? If there's only 5,000 yeah. seats. Only the like elite games. of the elite. Yeah. 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 But I would, say, I would say from a monetary standpoint, football almost has to happen for, um, for colleges. Colleges, For yeah. academic institutions. Sure. 
because where all their income all, comes from. Yeah, all of their all of their money outside of like the Dukes and North Carolinas, um, Yukons. I mean, all of the institutions have to leverage football money for not only their sports, but basically for like all of the infrastructure that uh, that comes around with that. So it's I don't know. It's almost like they have to have it, and I'm interested to see how they're going to make money. Cause again, I don't think yep. fans and students are going to be able to, to go to the game. So you have to take that money out, concession money out. Yep. Um, so it's really going to be TV money and, and merchandise. So. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think TV is the, the biggest chunk of it, right? Like as, as long as yes. they continue on with their TV contracts, they'll, they'll be okay. But there's definitely an impact like you're mentioning, especially for some of these smaller schools or, or schools that don't have other, uh, big programs or donors, it's it's going to be pretty impactful for them. For sure. Do you think football is going to happen? Both college I think it's and definitely going to Given its importance in this country and how much people care about it, it is absolutely going to happen. I don't know that it should or how it should, uh, but mm-hmm. it, I can't foresee any situation in which there won't be football in the fall. I just feel like they should be doing way more about it right now and talking about it more and preparing for it. Uh, versus waiting because it's pretty much July now. And that's what, like six weeks, eight, seven weeks from the start of the football season. It's pretty soon. It's very soon. It comes up so fast. All right, man. Well, it's a, it's a weird world out there. Um, Hope you're taking care over there in Dallas, but thank you guys all for joining us on six pains podcast. Hope you are also staying safe. Uh, Please, please stay inside, wear your mask, social distance, um, listen to our podcast. And thanks for joining us once again. Uh, Let us know your thoughts on Facebook. Uh, Leave us some comments about your thoughts on the starts of all these sports uh, seasons. And um, leave us a review on iTunes if you have a chance. And thanks again for listening.